You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, and co-host and friend, Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? I am awesome, Wendy. You're looking good. How are you doing? I am good. Well, today's topic I can unfortunately relate to. We are going to be talking about the freshman 15, how to avoid that. But I have to say, what about the freshman? Is there a certain thing like the 15 at 40 or 15 at 30 or even 15 yeah. at 20? I don't know if it's just the, about the freshman 15. The, the 40, 15. Um, <laughs> I think we just found a, a new term out there. The the. Freshman 15, I, I think that's something that some of us can relate to just from the standpoint that if you picture, it doesn't even have to be the freshman 15 as it is, you have gone away. You are, you are no longer under the, you know, the, the, the roof of your parents and now you're making decisions on your own. So you're making decisions on what you have to eat and how you move. Now, the transition from high school to college, just as the template scenario, but the way Wendy, you and I talked about this a little bit, the way we're talking about it is you're away. You have changed environments. You are now in an in a educational environment. Like, so for me, I was a junior college transfer. So I, I lived at home, did the junior college thing for two years. But then I left after two years of that. And then my junior year is when things changed. Things changed quite a bit. But from a, from a behavioral standpoint, from, a, from a, an environmental standpoint, everything changes, right? You're making decisions that you didn't have to make before. And I think that's where the freshman 15 comes into play to where Hopefully, if you've if we're catching you early enough when you're listening to this episode of Random Fit, uh, we can help you. We can help you make the right decisions help to me maybe help make it a freshman ten, freshman five, something other than fifteen plus. Well, I have to chuckle because my experience was completely different. When I was in high school, I was very, very active. I was in a ton of different things. I ran track. I cheered. I danced. I played tennis for fun. I would go golf with my dad. And, you know, like you said, you're under your parents' rules. And so you kind of get on your parents' schedule and you go to bed at a certain time and you have a curfew and you're maybe your parents would make you breakfast or, or dinners. And the only thing you were responsible for at school was choosing your school lunch. If you didn't bring a sack lunch. And then all of a sudden you go, I went off. I did not go to a junior college. I went off to Tennessee. So the university of Tennessee, my freshman year, and it was like, let's party. So pizza every day we were, you know, having some beverages that uh, had a lot of, a lot of calories involved and we were doing this pretty much every night i got involved in a sorority so you would have these different events and you're going places at night and then during the day i wasn't as active because you're walking to class you're sitting down you're coming back you're hurrying up and getting your studies done and then at that point it's time to go out and that's what everyone did and then even when i transferred and finished arizona state it was even worse because everybody partied it up again it was the number one party school for however many years and the fact that i graduated is something so when you look back at the diet it was i was eating burgers 
fries, pizzas, you know, and still not going and doing the activity that I was doing even in high school, even if I decided I was going to go to the gym, it did not amount to the same amount of calorie expenditure as when I was at home. Big change. <laughs> Huge change. Huge. And, and we're not, not, you know, we're not insensitive to the fact that you are surrounded by other people's, the effects of other people's decision-making process as well. I, I just remember when you talk about nutrition, right? Your food intake. We had this. Uh, we had this Chinese restaurant that was down the street. I mean, two blocks. And the the thing about that restaurant is that they had that little to go box, and they would just load just load it up. It would be loaded fried rice, noodles, and you know whatever protein choice we we made for the day. But it was enough, if you can imagine three college guys being able to put away what was in this, it was mounded. It was, it was, it was, it was like there's dinner and it cost us five bucks, right? It cost us five bucks. So for us, budgets, you know, making a big part of how we decided things for five bucks, you fed three guys. Uh, who one one was a he was on the on the baseball team, and then we we did other things you know recreational sports basketball here and there, but economy does make does does make a big effect on on how you decide to eat. So when you say pizza, you get one large pizza from the local the local college pizza shop. They know who they're catering to. They're going to make it economical. They're going to they're going to give you high volume of calories for for a low amount of for a low amount of dollars, right? So from that vantage point, economics does play a big part when it comes to your decision making process. But that's just the part of college when you go away and you're saying, okay, you're counting. I just remember Wendy literally going into my pocket and saying, well, I've got 75, 77 oh. cents. I'm, yeah. I'm looking in couch cushion. Those, those cushions, they have the cleanest, the car, anything. The cleanest yeah. couch cushions ever. <laughs> it's like, if there was a dime there, it was not there for more than 20 minutes. Oh yeah. I remember that's... paying for pizzas with, with change. It's like, okay, it's $10 yeah. and you're looking for quarters. So it's like, here's a couple of dollar bills. And then the rest, you're just giving them with change, which they, you know, they hated. But, you know, you're you're saying this about the Chinese food. I mean, if you guys have ever been on some of these major campuses, what do you see there? You're going to see Taco Bell because it's cheap and it's open late. You're going to see some pizza places that might sell by the slice because it's open late and you're out late. And Crystal Burgers, I don't know if you guys have Crystals or White Castle. Nope. I mean, they're oh, small okay, burgers yeah. that are super cheap. The, it's it's this mystery meat inside with, okay, I don't want the onions or anything like that. I just want the nasty bun and meat. That's, you don't even know what you're eating, but at that point it tastes so good. And so, you know, we're not sitting there going to sprouts or going to whole foods or going right. to some of these places that sell organic fruits and vegetables. And that was nowhere to be found in my dorm room. And so when you're when you're actually going to college, you want to think through this and start thinking about what you can do. And I think the number one thing to avoid is if you're going to do some of this stuff during the day, try to make better choices. And I know with myself, 
my parents helped me get a what we called like a lunch card or a store card where we could go in and buy things at the that the the store the campus food um like to buy whatever we wanted and not getting the sugary snacks and maybe at that point trying to get some carrots and some you know i have to dip my carrots in ranch so it's just i mean it negates everything <laughs> however i was like i am eating a vegetable this should be a good thing but I think it's hard because we are broke as a college student or if you're going out on your own and you you are taking care of yourself for the very first time, it is amazing how broke you are. And you may not be able to call mom and dad and say, hey, I need this amount of money. My parents are like, get a job, figure it out. This is this is now, you know, you're an adult, you figure it out. And so you do. But the cheap stuff is the stuff that's not the best choices for you usually. Right. I, I think too... And I don't know, Wendy, maybe you can shed some thought on this one. But even if even if you could make the right decisions, what to buy, you know, there's there are logistical issues. So in in a dorm, you you might have, you know, if you know people that lived in the dorms, you might have somebody with a hot pot. Right. And what are they making? Ramen. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, boiling some eggs. Thirty nine cents for ramen. Come on now. Right. So, and if you had the the knowledge and the know-how to, oh, what if I chopped some carrots and threw in some celery and, and got some color in there, then it might be a healthier choice. But um, Ken, think, did you actually have silverware in your dorm room? I did not. Uh, no, it was <laughs> Unless it was the plastic ones that you took from whatever restaurant that you that It was a had. perpetually reused plastic Good. spoon and fork, right? Yeah, try to cut a carrot with that, y'all. Not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite it and then put it in there. Bite it. Throw it out. <laughs> bite oh, it but, but, but it, I mean, I, you know, we would pick up some fruit. Now, we did do that. And and to your point, when yeah. you're looking at your dorm room, you're, you know, your refrigerators aren't very big. And we had the ones where you would rent it from the dorm room. And I, don't, I know every university or, yeah. or college is different. If you are not like on an, living in an apartment, with your friends and you're doing this on your own, the small refrigerators that had the microwave that attached to the top. I mean, that's really all that you have. You don't have a pantry, you don't have other things, but you know, one thing I think we hopefully we're stressing is make good choices. Try to eat a salad at lunch. Maybe try to have, like you said, eggs or something like that in the morning, because if you know you're going to blow it at night, then you want to plan accordingly. So make a plan, have a food plan, have a food meal, maybe work with your roommate or sweet mates and talk about what you guys can do. But the one thing that I will say that I did do, and I really loved my roommate, my sweet mates for this, because we made it a point was every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we would go to our resource um, gym that we had. So the campuses would usually have this student um, access facility where everybody could go work out. And we did that as a group and we would rollerblade there or we would run there or we would you know, rollerblade. Listen to me. I am really aging myself, but we did, but we had a really good time. We made it fun because we did it as a group. Again, it was about being social and, and really enjoying it and then working out together. And then at that point we would ruin it at night by going out. So. <laughs> but you do have access to that usually. But you do have access to that. Yeah. And that's the key. It's just taking advantage of all that. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, on this, on this episode, we are talking about how to avoid the freshman 15. And this generally is just 
anybody, anybody who's changing environments, going from home to away to college and having to make those life choices on, okay, well, what am I going to do today for food? What am I going to do today for exercise? Not that everybody feels, you know, or thinks like that, but the idea is these choices sum up and they collectively result in what we would call the freshman 15, the, the typical or the average weight gain uh, that, that a new on your own, uh, you know, college students going to experience usually, but it doesn't have to be that way if you make the right choices. So I, I think one last bit regarding food intake, if I were to go back in time and going back, oh geez, man, 30 plus years ago, <laughs> going away to college, protein intake, as, as I know that the importance of protein now, uh, if you're making these decisions now, having a protein bar, boiled eggs, something that might keep, something that it's fast and it's easy, getting enough protein in your diet, it, you know, can help with satiety, right? Plus, if you're like what you mentioned, Wendy, you're working out three days a week. You want to maximize the results from the few workouts that you do manage to get, whatever the routine is that you're doing. But just from a a satiety standpoint, if, if you get a little bit more protein into your diet as, as the average person does not consume enough protein, if we're talking about one, 1 1.2 grams protein per, per pound body weight, then I think we need, to, we need to look at that macronutrient as being something that we can make more of a conscious effort on. I mean, the vegetables, the fruit that I think we all know that we should, but protein is, is another consideration from a, from a nutritional standpoint. Yes. And, and that's when you can also to look at supplementation and shakes and doing protein shakes. Those are always easy. And, you know, if you get a good protein and you think about how many protein shakes you can make out of it, it can be cost effective because it could be used as a meal replacement, you know, depending on what it is that you're trying to achieve uh, physically, as well as what you need mentally upstairs as well. Right. So, I think that's super important. Protein, protein, protein. Also thinking about your carbohydrates and your sugar intake. You want to reduce that as much as possible. Think about what you're drinking. Drink a lot of water. I think that's one thing that we sometimes forget about because we're drinking, you know, sodas to keep us awake. We're trying to do anything with caffeine. Sometimes we have late nights, but then we have to be up early for classes. So maybe looking into coffee and reducing the chances of Cokes and, and so, you know, sodas that actually have a lot of sugar in them. And even staying away from the diet sodas, people are like, oh, but diet sodas, you know, they have less calories, but you've got to think about what's in them and what it's doing to your brain and your body as well over time. And they can be very addictive. But going back to when we were talking about working out, I also want to bring up the statistics. As we all know, you want to at least 150 minutes of moderate to um, about moderate intensity a week. So you want to try to think about when you're when you're planning your meals, think about, you know, joining a gym, getting into that facility with your friends or doing 75 minutes of vigorous, intense activity a week. And if you can do that, that's going to help you not just with cardiovascular health, but it's going to help you mentally too, because under stress, changing of environments, thinking about now you're looking at budget, you're not probably sleeping as much. It takes a toll on your body. And if you can kind of get that to reset your brain and your mind, because we know with exercise, we start to feel better, we move better. And I think that's also going to help us 
because I know how many times can have you heard, oh, I stayed up, you know, all night studying for my finals or, oh my goodness, I have a huge project. I waited until the last mm -hmm. minute and now I've got to get this done and I didn't sleep for two days, but it's done. I mean, it's not the healthiest environment. <laughs> so plan, 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 schedule, and don't wait till the last minute too on certain things. And the, the aspect of that 150 minutes, Wendy, that's minimum, right? So when we talk about the ACSM criteria for, for physical activity to, to maintain health, not just performance, but health, that 150 is a minimum. And the recommendation is from 150 to 300 minutes. So of, of, varying, of varying exercises and activities. The one thing that you can do if in, in a lot of universities, I, I, I don't wanna say all, but a lot of universities do offer physical education classes. So you'll have running, you'll have weightlifting, you'll have archery, you'll have whatever, whatever this situation, you know, they'll have badminton, they'll have tennis class. One of the things that I did once I transferred and just to just to stay physical and because I, you know, at that time it's called, a, I was a PE major, right? Now I think they changed their name to kinesiology. But I took a PE class every quarter. Every quarter I was, I was signed up for something. And there was one quarter, I forget who the coach was. I was trying to add the class. Uh, I think it was a swimming class, right? I tried to add the class and he said, I'll let you add swimming if you also sign up for my running and my weightlifting class. Apparently those two other classes had low enrollment. So he said, I'll let you in this one if you sign up for my other two. So Wendy, I tell you the best shape of my life, yeah. my life <laughs> was when I had swimming, running and weightlifting. But from a GPA standpoint, those were three easy A's. So if you think as a freshman until you graduate, you want a little bit of a boost to your GPA, sign up for a PE class, sign up for something, anything, tennis, learn, learn, learn a new sport. Like I said, there was archery. Archery was one of them. Uh, golf was one of them. If I, if I knew now what I knew that, you know, if I knew then what I knew now, what I know now, I would have taken golf. I did uh, take golf, by the way. So, <laughs> so at Arizona State, this makes me laugh because as an exercise science major, you had to take a course every semester that involves some sort of activity. However, the, what what they did was they taught you about the sport. So if you wanted to yep. be a coach, they were teaching you how to teach it. Then they would teach you mechanically how to how to go through and do the exercise or the activity. And then you actually had to do it. And then they talked about possible injuries and ways to to work around that. So I really loved those courses because of all the dynamics. And therefore, when I actually work with clients in all various sports, I have a little bit of knowledge about everything going into it. So I think it really did help me on my career. But one of the things when you talked about archery or you talked about being in good condition, one of my really good girlfriends that her and I did everything together and we tried to get our courses at the same time because that's what you do. We took we took um, what was it? Uh, aerobics, aerobics and this yeah. Okay. Class started at 6 a.m. twice a week. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great because, again, cardiovascularly, this is going to be my rigorous exercise. I'm, you know, I'm doing other things because I did take golf and I did take tennis and I did take all these other courses. But you have to teach in order to pass. You have to teach a class yourself 
and like meaning you are the instructor <laughs> and you have to teach the class yeah. your your whole routine that had to last 30 minutes. And let me just tell you, that's when I realized that group fitness was not for me because I was in my head thinking that this is great and no one behind me was doing what I wanted them to do. I'm mm -hmm. like up on the step trying to get them to do this and I'm looking around and they are not doing anything. It was <laughs> a complete and utter disaster, by the way. And I almost failed aerobics because they couldn't follow my lead. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't, it's like, what did she say? What? Yeah, wait, is what it? is she doing? Cause that's I was trying what, to be all creative, yeah, you know, I was yeah. getting into it and yeah, that's not what you need to do in these courses. <laughs> you can't, you can't do all the clubbing moves. In, in, in my head, yourself. it was amazing. <laughs> Reach out, squat down, touch your toes, drop, drop, drop. And turn, right, right. and turn, and step up. <laughs> so, and back ball change. All right, so. so <laughs> anyway, so, we're getting way so off track. We're reliving so. our, our <laughs> oh man. So, um, so in the end, sign up for classes. That's, that's the easy way you get, like what you mentioned, Wendy, two days a week, I was busy, I, you know, I had nine, eight, nine hours of mm -hmm. movement built into my, automatically built into my day. But I will say if you had a 6 a.m. class, even the 8 a.m. class was hard to make, but it, I got up for it. I was there and, you know, it was easy. A. So I'll, I'll say that my, uh, my GPA was greatly aided by all the <laughs> PE classes that I, that I took over my college career. Well, Ken, this was fun. Um, hopefully, I we've brought some either reliving your memories, if you guys can can listen to Ken and I talking about what we did when we were in college. But remember, this isn't just about being freshman 15. This is just about any kind of life change. You want to reduce stress. You always want to work on what you're eating, making healthy choices, drink a lot of water, get adequate sleep have fun and be social and do all the things that you want to do in life, but just be smart and realize that you're not alone. We've all lived it. We survived it somehow. And I, I hope you guys found this podcast fun because I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always nice to relive, you know, your college years if, if you had it, but the, I just now, now you got me thinking about Chinese food and what you can get for $5. <laughs> You that know, was back yeah. in the day, Ken. I mean, I could fill up my gas tank for 99 cents a gallon and look at us now. Oh, so. <laughs> totally. uh, but the just just attack onto your points, the just keep moving. It's social. It's a great way. I mean, I, I've met some some people that, you know, I had a good time with in college and, you know, through the through the PE classes. So use it for what it is. It's not just a way to move, but it's also a, a way to be, you know, to be social. But as we're talking now about college, you're still sitting, you're still behind the computer, you're still staring at a screen. You have to make all the right decisions for you that can counter what it is that you do all day long between studies, sitting down, is, you know, stay mobile, incorporate a mobility routine uh, as best you can. Try and get the sleep. The sleep is huge, especially if you're trying to challenge yourself with learning new information, the way to absorb that information to make it permanent is getting your sleep. So as you talked about, Wendy, watching your caffeine, trying to keep to a timeline. Well, good luck with trying to keep to a sleeping timeline, but the best you can. But as as things go, you do you do the best you can through life anyway. So college is no different, but there are other considerations 
when it comes to making the right decisions to keep off that freshman 15. So as you said, Wendy, this, this was great. I Let's let's try and find more topics like this. So I know, right? Re, relive our, our past. <laughs> relive our past. <laughs> oh man! So, all right. For those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you so much for listening to this episode on avoiding the freshman fifteen. So, all we ask, and we don't ask for much, is like, follow, subscribe, download, and if you can rate us, give us five out of five, if you please, and uh, share and comment. Let us know what else you would like to have us talk about and discuss and research on Random Fit. So, until next time, everybody, take care and be well.